Too many moms and dads are having to choose between nutritious food for their children and making their rising mortgage payments. Many seniors are choosing between filling their needed prescriptions and fuel for their vehicles. As a province, we can't solve this inflation crisis on our own. But due to our strong fiscal position and balanced budget, we can offer substantial relief. You have to love when a leader announces they're going to say something on what is essentially prime time. Because you always wonder if it's worth it. What exactly are they going to say that they couldn't have just had a press conference and explained during the day? So this is what happened tonight in Alberta. Uh, Premier Danielle Smith, this is her first address uh, to the province as a whole. Um, They have a lot of money to work with. So they've announced that they're going to roll out some inflation-fighting initiatives targeting families and those on various income support programs uh, to help out. $2.4 billion, which is the number I saw, worth, apparently. So this is what it looks like. It's about a $600 payout over six months to middle and lower income families for each child under 18, uh, which is a pretty substantial amount of money. The same benefit and threshold will apply to seniors and to those receiving benefits in programs, including assured income for the severely handicapped and persons with developmental disabilities. Those are the names of the programs. In Alberta, Smith also says the province will not charge its 13 cents per liter tax on gas at the pumps for the next six months. So that's being continued and it will add more money to its ongoing electricity bill rebate program. Of course, they have a $13 billion budget surplus. So you have lots of money, especially with an election coming up. You do have money you can spend. So I guess this is what they're going to spend it on for now. So uh, is this is this a good move? Uh, opposition leader Rachel Notley clearly didn't think so necessarily. She says Smith is throwing uh, money at problems that are the fault of policies created by her own United Conservative Party. What we just heard was Danielle Smith claiming she's going to undo the affordability crisis that the UCP government has actually contributed to by reversing many of their own bad decisions. Decisions that have cost Albertans well over $2 billion to date. Oh, it sounds like the election is already underway, doesn't it? Dwayne Bratt is with us. He's a political science professor at Mount Royal University. Thanks so much for your time. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Good evening. Um, what did you make? I mean, it's always, I always find it odd when leaders decide they're going to give sort of some kind of official address, right? You always think, okay, well, it must be really important. It must be something they couldn't do at a press conference. This felt like something that could have been done at a press conference. Um, yeah, except if you're going to spend two and a half billion dollars. True enough. Right. <laughs> I think you want the big bang for that. But the problem that I found with it um, is That wasn't all she said. She crammed in a bunch of other stuff as well. And typically when you have these addresses, they are something important, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jason Kenney speaking on when COVID first hit, you know, or you go back to to Ralph Klein talking about the need to cut the deficit or Peter Lawhey challenging the National Energy Program. They tend to be focused on one item. But that's not what Smith did. She focused on inflation, but then talked about health care and the Sovereignty Act and some other stuff as well. And part of that reason, I think, is, as you mentioned, we're in an election campaign. It's six months from now, but it might as well be right now. And this was an opportunity for Smith to really introduce herself to a wide audience. Um, she's only been premier since uh, early October. Uh, She's given press conferences during the day, but only journalists and political junkies are watching that. But a primetime address allowed her to speak directly without a filter to Albertans. 
And she did. I mean, we'll talk a bit about some of the other things she had to say, because there was uh, there's a new name for the Alberta Sovereignty Act, which was interesting. Uh, and there was some stuff on health care. But just on this in- inflation relief stuff, um, it seems like is, is this a good move to, to pour money, more money oh, into the system? So. Yeah, it well, sounds like it would be popular. But why deal, not? Whether that deals with inflation or affordability, I think those are two separate issues. You know, putting more money into the system may not, in fact, uh, deal with inflation. It may actually make it worse, but it provides temporary relief. And while Notley took pains to criticize this, which that's the job as the opposition, it wasn't about the policies themselves. It was a rever- that the UCP was reversing themselves on some of these, and you can't really trust them. But I think an NDP government would have introduced something similar. Uh, I the think same thing, yeah. some of this um, is a carryover from Jason Kenney. I think when you have a government that has the financial resources that Alberta does right now, and you're dealing with this affordability crisis, I think there's an obligation to do something. Yeah, I, I noticed the cutoff was $180,000 for a family to qualify for that uh, yeah. 600 bucks. Yeah, that, so that seems this high. Was not but aimed at low income. This was oh. aimed at lower and middle income. So only the you know upper income was excluded. Yeah, so so this all in all a good policy? Do you think? I think <laughs> that's a lot uh, of questions. It, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's good politics, and I think it is good policy. You'll notice this is for six months, and why is it for six months? Because we have an election in six months. Say, yeah. So you know, people are saying, you know, oh, you're bribing people with their own money. Well, that's what tax cuts do. That's what a dental program does or a pharmacare program does. You know, you use tax money and then you deliver services back to people. It's, oh, Dwayne, I, um, uh, I remember yeah. those famous days before a federal election, sort of taking all the press releases the government would have. It didn't matter which government it was. It didn't matter if it was Harper yeah. or Trudeau or whomever, and tabulating how much money they had promised over the last weeks heading into an election. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Well, and this is the challenge that Notley has versus Smith. So Notley could promise to do some of this stuff, but Smith has the levers of government at her disposal so she can actually do it. So what are people going to remember, the person who did it or the person who said that they would do it too? True enough. Let's have a quick listen to uh, what Danielle Smith had to say about uh, the newly named uh, Alberta sovereignty within something it, it brought back memories of united being back canada. In, the, in, the, in a united canada yes. let's hear what she had to say however the federal government's treatment of all provinces most especially alberta is unacceptable the government in ottawa is intentionally and systematically attempting to control and regulate all aspects of our province's economy resources and social programs through equalization and transfers They funnel billions of your tax dollars away from you and into a black hole of federal bureaucracy and vote-buying arrangements in other parts of the country. Daniel Smith there. So, yes, the Alberta Sovereignty Within a United Canada Act, which is getting longer by the... It sounds like this is going to be a very long act by the time it's introduced a la Quebec. Well, if she Um, needed to do that because Albertans are still attached to Canada. Right. And so she wants to make clear that she's not a separatist, even though some of this borders on that. And if you watch the video, 
She had a clearly placed Alberta flag, but most importantly, a Canadian flag right behind her. I noticed that. Which is why we have this very convoluted title about, you know, um, Alberta sovereignty in the United Canada. So if this is Danielle Smith's attempt to sort of march to the middle, right? This is something we see happen often, not not perhaps as quickly or as... Uh, as as deeply as others have, but but if she's trying to moderate her message now, do you think tonight was effective? The first two on inflation yeah. and healthcare, yes, but not on the sovereignty act. So no. my my colleague Janet Brown did this deep uh, dive into polling data in October, and it showed by far the two most important issues facing Albertans are healthcare and inflation. Sovereignty was way way down on the list. The problem is that is the tool she used to win the leadership. So it's really important to a small group of people that made her premier, and that's why she had to include it in her message. But I think it jumbled the message, right? Typically, these things focus on one item. She had to talk in a 10-minute speech. I'm going to talk about inflation. I'm going to talk about health care. I'm going to talk about sovereignty. And then... My apologies. <laughs> she apologized for being a radio host. <laughs> she did. You know, yes, I saw a lot I, of I, different I, ideas out there. That was then. I'm the premier now. And it was to kind of deal with some gas that she's already had. Yeah. As a former talk show host, she would know that that's, uh, that's two to three topics too many for a 10-minute segment. Yes. <laughs> to some extent. And it means getting more surgeries done and wait lists decreased by using specialized surgical centers and underutilized rural hospitals and operating rooms that are just sitting there empty. We will also be looking at ways to gradually restore healthcare decision making to local communities and health professionals on the ground. Uh, Danielle Smith spoke to um, the people of Alberta tonight for about nine and a half minutes. It was her first. Uh, televised public address in that way, sort of a statement to the province, as we've seen, you know, State of the Union sort of affair. An address to the nation, I think is what they call it in the U.S. And she covered a lot of topics. Uh, one of the more interesting ones was clearly about $2.4 billion on inflation relief. Uh, but there was also Alberta Sovereignty Act. There was a bit about her own personal foibles. And Healthcare was a big one because I gather Dwayne Dwayne Brad is with us from Mount Royal University. I gather one of the big issues for that there is a certain vulnerability on healthcare here because of ideas she's presented in the past. And we spoke with uh, Dr. John Mattings Mettings rather on Friday, and everyone's nose is a little out of joint about sort of the, the the wholesale changes that we've seen at Alberta Alberta Health Services and so on since uh, over the past week or so. So I would say there were a couple things that occurred in her healthcare section. The first is she talked about the objectives of her plan, reduce surgical wait times, reduce ER wait times, improve um, uh, EMS response times. All governments would favor each of those items. Um, But it's what she didn't include. She didn't talk about firing Dr. Dina Hinshaw, the chief medical officer of health. She didn't talk about firing the Alberta Health Services Board. She didn't talk about relitigating COVID, which she has frequently did during the uh, leadership race and even some of the times as premier. Uh, instead, and she didn't factor in some of the controversial statements that she made back in 2021, including writing a policy paper about creating healthcare spending accounts that you would then use to pay for doctor's visits. 
uh, and that if that was insufficient, well, just get your employer to pay more or maybe get some money from your family members or, you know, uh, church charities can, can help pay those medical bills. Obviously, people took a step back from those ideas. The NDP attacked quickly, uh, and Smith is trying to distance herself from that by saying, well, you know, that was a long time ago. I was just throwing ideas out there, but I'm the premier now. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. She is in a unique position because, I mean, there have been other people who've been in the media who've then gone into politics and so far, but but um, perhaps none who've had as many sort of turns in the road as she had. Do you think she managed oh, tonight? Absolutely. To... And, and, yeah. and you provide a very long record of that. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Oppo Research, the way it is, is compiling all of that and just dripping it out bit by bit. But the stuff about the healthcare spending account resonates because it is something that she promised during the UCP leadership race and put in the mandate letter for her health minister. Now, it's about $350 a year per Albertan, and it's supposed to be done for, you know, physiotherapy sessions or massage therapy or chiropractic, which sounds reasonable. Lots of people already have that in employer benefit programs. I do, a healthcare spending account. That was fine. It's when she took that extra leap to then say, oh, yeah, why shouldn't you be able to use this to go see your personal doctor? You know, um, and that's when people started to go, wow. And then, you know, the comment about, and once people get used to paying out of pocket for these services, then there's more things that we can delist. So she is vulnerable on the healthcare file. There's no doubt about that. And just within the system, too, I mean, again, she didn't talk about firing the entire board of, of the Alberta Health Services last week or about uh, Dina Hinshaw's uh, firing as well or the fact that, uh, you know, letting them go. But but it's clearly on the minds of healthcare professionals. I mean, again, we were speaking with one on Friday and they haven't forgotten. So to pretend somehow that you have these objectives that um, come out of nowhere without having to recognize the people in the system need to trust you. Seems like a bit oh, of an absolutely. Odd and there is a lack of trust there. And on the EMS response times, one of the reasons that they increased was because they centralized the services against the wishes of municipalities. Um, and so some of the reason that EMS response times lengthened was deliberate action that the previous UCP government on Jason Kenney made three years ago. Well, Danielle Smith has to run against someone else's record. That's Jason Kenney's, her own past as a talk show host, a long time and politician. Um, I guess as a in the last word, you know, I watched it today. I thought she was quite convinced. I mean, she's a very gifted communicator. I thought she did quite oh, well absolutely. in communicating and can be And can be very charming as well. And I think that came across. She had to portray herself, particularly for people who, you know, didn't watch the press conferences and don't follow politics regularly. She had to look, you know, sane and normal, look in the trappings of the office. But even then, despite the fact it was on all the networks at supper time, I don't think a majority of Albertans watch that. But what they are going to remember is the gas tax has been reduced and they're going to get a utility rebate. And if they've got children, they're going to get money in their pocket. And if they're a senior, they're going to get money in their pocket. And that, I think, is a, is a winning record uh, for, for a government.
It feels like an election Whether already. Whether that's enough, Dwayne, <laughs> we'll have to see. Dwayne Bratt, as always, thank you so much for your insight on this. Okay, you're welcome.